welcome back to the Stacks Office Hours, our semi-regular roundup of everything we've been watching, reading, playing, listening to, and generally doing with our time on this little planet we call Earth. Stephen, hello, it's been a while. It has been a while. It's been a while. Um, but I, yeah, I suppose it's because we, we were very quick on the record and upload last time, so mm. it's not felt like as much as a while for the yes, listener. Yes, exactly, um, yeah. But it's, but it's been but a it's while. it's been a while. Um, I've, I've travelled the world, I've travelled the globe. Yes, you've, yeah, yeah, you've, I've pro- not. You've, you've probably been somewhere, I don't know where you've been, but you've probably been I've somewhere. I've been in the Lake District. Exactly, that's somewhere. It's... Lincolnshire? Hey, I live there. And yeah, you didn't even say race, hi. Race, well, it's that's flat. just rude. I drove past signs it's, to, to Grantham. To Grantham, but you did not... And Oh, you were on a train, though, surely. No, no, no. No, no, you just no, rude was, and just was, didn't want to pop was... in. Okay, I get it. Okay. Well, we're, going to, we're going to a wedding. <laughs> were we? I wasn't I wasn't told. I wasn't dressed. Yeah, you, you didn't turn up. <laughs> um, uh, jilted, um, jilted at the altar yeah. once again. Forget, I forget where, whereabouts the Lincolnshire was, because most places you just follow a sat-nav. It's just the middle. Just, get just the middle. Middle um, bit. It's the, the world's see, biggest lay-by. Borrowdale. No, no. That's not real. No. No, wasn't there? Wasn't there? Okay, so what, we all know all the places the wedding wasn't, and we can by the <laughs> that's, that's process of process of elimination, it's somewhere else. Yeah, 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 yeah. Been to Birmingham. Birmingham, Birmingham's nice. Yeah, um, oh, Birmingham's nice. Did you do anything um, in Birmingham? Did you go to see any movies I, in Birmingham? I did, I did, I did. I'll talk, I'll talk about that. Um, oh yeah, actually. okay, um, cool. Yeah, I went, that, I went. I went to see two movies. Um, so um, usually um, we've been front loading the video games um, mm. and. To bring get, other get, things. I'm going to say we're going to backload. Yeah. Video games. Okay. We're going to build up to. You've got some big I'm going to talk about the three biggest games at the moment mm. The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, mm. Redfall, uh-huh. Renfield, Bring Your Own Blood. Yep. You know, some of these are games. The three, the three yeah, biggest. Absolutely. The, the um, Trinity. The Holy I'm Trinity. Going to about Diablo or Street Fighter? No, I can't afford those. <laughs> Damn. No. We are tightening the 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 money money purses round here at the Stacks HQ. So okay. yeah, no, go over to Stacks Patreon Patreon dot com forward slash the Stacks on Film so Stephen can finally play a Street Fighter for the first time. I would like to. I would really like to. All right, but let's talk about expensive. some movies then. Let's let's start. Let's, with yeah, let's start with start with movies, movies, and then uh, uh, Muzak, yeah. and then and then I'll talk about the video games. You video games as well. Yes. Um, I'll I'll start off with a breakdown of recent releases, and then mm-hmm. we'll talk about eclectic stuff, uh-huh. and you can shine shine in on the ones you you sure. have seen. So yeah. I, I caught up with some things that you'd seen. Yeah. Um, okay. So I caught up with Polite Society. It's it's um, good. It's good. And yeah, of the films that chart. Um, the suburbs of London through wide angle lenses. I think it's definitely my second favorite of the year. Yeah. Of yeah, yeah. like, it's it's really interesting actually. actually as a comparison to Riley, they're very different films, obviously. Yes. Um, and one could make trite comparisons, but we'll avoid that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in, indie spirited British movies, but they're very very different. Um, they're comedies, yeah. whatever. Um, roman- I mean, you know, romantic elements, but different. Different. different um, yeah. But it's. I think we had a nice conversation um, several times about Riley and lots of people. And the thing he's coming up is like it's really interesting that it's it's so well shot in ways it doesn't have to be. Yeah, it's um, it's very dynamic. It, it's got a very interesting it, visual presentation. One hundred percent, and so does um, Polite Society. Mm-hmm. And usually, I'm a big fan of stuff with cameras. Mm. I wasn't a huge fan of the stuff with cameras movie because I didn't feel. I felt its intention was more to be stuff with to be, cameras. To be flashy. Than, yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's so, in the first 10 minutes, there's so much goddamn rack focus. Yeah. Um, yep, 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 so yep, much yep. of it. And it, it, it has that kind of like, with a beat in the middle. So like on the twos, uh-huh. it's just like, and 
I try to pull back where possible from being like it's Edgar Wrighty because I don't think Edgar Wrighty is that original of a filmmaker though I do think he is good but I um, feel like his sort of frantic editing and camera trickery mm. style definitely influenced such a large yeah. wave of cinema posts Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz. Yeah. And I, I made those comparisons completely because it just feels uh, energetic and it is trying to evoke movement and propulsive energy and within it's, the it's, cut. It's, it's the British it accentiness of it as well. Mm. It is the that type of society, yep. polite society, I guess. Yep. Um, it's there is it, and it reminds of Attack the Block as well. Yes. Is it Joe Cornish? Uh, so there Joe is Cornish, there is yeah. that that style of like a young British energy of young people with zippy camera stuff. Mm. And I think that Edgar Wright doesn't get called a Raimi imitator enough because he's a mm-hmm. Raimi imitator. Sure. But this feels less like an imitation of Raimi via Wright and more <laughs> of an imitation of Wright forgetting the Raimi. Yeah, I get um, that completely. Yeah, it is very it's, much it's, incidental camera work in the fact that it is just like a little little extra thing within the scene yeah. it's not really used to service any narrative propulsion mm. or anything like that it is very much uh, flash for the sake of being flashy yeah. I'd, I'd say whereas i thought the rye lane stuff you can you can really narrativize and mm. like thematize why it's there yeah and it's a it's a committed aesthetic throughout the film um, yeah, it's whereas not, this is it's zip. the occasional the occasional flair whereas rye lane yeah. it's like a constant stylistic choice yeah. throughout the entire feature yeah. Yeah, the film is hyperbolized mm-hmm. as like, and then this this is has a slight comic booky feel to it, mm. and I think my my ultimate take, I, I know it's 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 that classic three star film. Yep. You make it sound like you hate it um, because it's the little things holding it back, but it's. I mean, one, it's just like a Disney Channel version of it's CBBC feeling yes, version yeah. of quite a darkness. Mm. I mean, I, I said that it was, <laughs> was it, MI, high MI High or CBBC Channel's take on Sorry to Bother You. It feels like yeah, which um, is it is apt. I feel like it is very much a a British director who has worked a lot in television. Um, yeah, has, feels like done, it. Does, and this is very much her debut feature film. So you get some of that energy of let's try and do everything under one roof. Let's throw. Yeah. Let's do my calling card, my vi- my visual calling card, and show what I can do and show how I can tell stories. And yeah, it's a little messy. It's a little messy. There's a yeah. lot going on. We're juggling quite a few different plates here, spinning plates even. You can juggle plates if you want, but if you drop them, they will smash. Yeah, I think I talked about like the the spingy plate stuff and it's just it's more just like it's just it leaves stuff at the beginning because it's adding more stuff as it goes along Uh Um, it it builds um, and ultimately takes away from earlier stuff to focus on other stuff and it it just it's it can't quite set its mind on one primary theme one primary sort of narrative i'd say um but it's it's a fun time at the movies it, it, it's cool and I think the performances are a little bit into the televisual of over-exaggerated mm. MI High CBC stuff yep. but they are fun it's got zip to it I think in the end it being about kind of like punky countercultural I want the film to feel a bit more patchworky punky countercultural mm. and it feels a bit music video of a bit too polished 2010s. a bit too sheeny a little yeah. a little a little overproduced potentially but um, yeah yeah it's, it's, glad it's cool glad to have seen it was was a good watch with the wife. We both enjoyed it mm. quite a bit, um, but certainly not a great movie. Yep, cool um, debut. Excited to see what she does yeah. next. So yeah, and then I, I did not watch the new Common Rider movie. I know that you have watched that and have talked about that with 
with our friend Vaughn, so I will not. No, make I you have repeat. not seen that. Sorry, there is no Yuki distribution oh. for that. I've just been watching a lot of Kamen Rider around oh, that out of, ah. out of jealousy because I, the Shin Kamen Rider has not had any dates in the UK and has no none announced yeah. as of yet. Um, but I think okay. it was. Only I've, like I've a, also been watching a, some, a some one Kamen Rider. Or is it? I, is it I, I've not I said see, this out loud. Is I it Kamen or Carmen? I think, I think like Carmen like ramen. Va- Vaughn, Vaughn said Carmen, and I think I I've been saying Cayman Rider for the past couple of years. So I don't know anymore, but um, yeah, I... but you know, fun Tokusatsu guys in suits, yeah. smashing big monsters. I'm a big fan. He's got a motorbike. I can't I wait like to it. see yeah the Shin version. Um, um, would would like to see it. We'll build up to what we can both talk about, and I'm going to make you repeat conversation with Vaughn because I've not heard it yet because mm. it's not out yet um, as of recording. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I watched um, Mia Hansen Luver, which is how it's pronounced, apparently. Um, I watched her new film, One Fine Morning. All oh, right, how's that? Um, so Mia Hansen Luver, now most famous for Bergman Island, which uh-huh. um, we we both saw and, and yeah, I particularly pretty, really loved. Very and you positive as well. on, yeah. Um, really brilliant film. Um, this is a very personal film um, and very unintrusive cinematically it's got Lea Sadu in, in the lead mm. and it's it's great to see um French language Lea Sadu because um she is allowed to play a kind of character. I mean she is for want of a better phrase like sexed up a lot in mm-hmm. the the British language stuff that she's in and is there to be often kind of like answery eye candy even though she always brings more to the film than is often there. Um and it's really good seeing her here play this very down to earth realist portrait of like a mother with like with grief and also like a romantic partner and also as a daughter so it's like these conflicting identities um she mihans liver i think wrote it um following an illness of her father i think a degenerative illness of her father and like doing those moments and it is about that so it's about mm. a woman whose father starts to suffer from a degenerative disease it's not alzheimer's but it's close to um and it also affects his eyesight as well and that comes into it and it counterpoints these two stories of there's also her starting a kind of relationship at the same time. So on the surface, that sounds like it's one thing is ending and one thing is beginning. But I think the clever thing is that it realizes that neither of them are quite that because degenerative diseases aren't endings. They are kind of like these horrible, sad continuations that kind of like reframe mm. ending. And it's, it's, it's not as simple as this is dying down. And the relationship is a bit confusing as well because the relationship is she strikes up a sexual and romantic relationship with a married man and she is the the mother of like a of a, a daughter a son I can't actually remember. Um so there is that sense of this isn't really the beginning of like a relationship relationship that's complexity here. So I do I do like that as a motif in the middle. I think for me, it is very caught up in being very real and very honest and very personal. And I don't think it really cinematizes and brings things together to make a movie out of that stuff. Okay. Um it is a nice, unintrusive, good watch of well-realised people. And I don't think she quite finds the film in it, um, which may sound like a strange criticism. Mm. But the whole time, I'm like, this is very well observed. Um, this is very good. But it's just kind of... I mean, it's called One Fine Morning. It's kind of fine. It's kind of fine. Um, so it's a three-star fine, mm, I assume. Yeah, it, it is like the, there is stuff in here. And it's like, this is very realist and very, very deeply felt. Mm. But it's kind of fine, even okay. though everyone's very good in it. It's just, I think with cinema, you can take that step further to take reality and to glean things out of reality. And I think this is just kind of like, it presents various similarities very, very well. Mm-hmm. Um, it's good. And I think some people will get a lot out of it. And maybe if I was more close to the material. Um, but then you could argue that the 
the intersection of narrative points becomes so ultra specific that it's not like just a portrait of loss or just a portrait of complicated love the combinations around um it could be more it's good cool very cool um we both saw guardians of the galaxy volume three am i allowed to talk about that because vaughn said i couldn't Vaughn says you can't talk about it. We're not talking about it. I liked it. Moving yeah. on. Um, it's absolute else? shit. Absolute <laughs> what else shit. have you seen? What have you, any new releases um, that you've seen that I haven't seen? Uh, I mean, I saw the big new release, Chunking Express. Um, oh yeah, talk <laughs> to me about that. You went to you, you went to Birmingham. You saw some stuff. I did. I went to Birmingham and I went to. I had a work thing in Birmingham, and um, they do a, the Electric Cinema, the oldest working cinema in the country. I love that cinema. Wonderful place. They do staff picks, mm. and the staff pick was Chunking Express, the one car movie. A friend of the show and friend of ours, Ruben, met with him because he lives in Birmingham, and we watched Chunking Express, and I went back to my hotel room and watched Fallen Angels afterwards. <laughs> Very cool. Um, Double bill. <laughs> Chunking Express is just one of the best films. Cool. Um, Still haven't seen in it. General. Still haven't seen it. It's, it's so good, and it's so good to watch in the cinema. It's mm. just gestural, pure, brilliant, evocative cinema where everything is on the edge of being a narrative, mm. and it, like... There is so much incident happening around characters, but it focuses on like the intersecting repetitions throughout them, and it's got the repetitious soundtrack that's so very famous. It's these two distinct, so it is bifurcated narrative. You get one story, then another story, right. but they slightly overlap. And it's just these overlapping moments at the Express and Chunking, kind of, that brings them together. Then it's also not about that. It's it's one of those stereotypical films of, it's really hard to write or talk about because it is so experiential and this sounds wanky it is so sensory it is so just you sit you watch it you enjoy it it's funny it's clever it's romantic in a way that when you describe it it sounds corny but it works really well it is just such a great tale as any one car Y can do of sunny yearning so if 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 in the mood for love is kind of like poignant rainy yearning and if fallen angels is the dark bitter nighttime yearning this is kind of like sun bleached out there with a bit of nighttime neon it, it makes you look at the city and find the beauty in it and i i, I liked walking over birmingham afterwards and birmingham has parts of it that are beautiful but the part you know is just let's still bit of the side and it's just shop fronts and just convenient stuff and the way that one car wife shoots that to find the cinematic lighting in a convenience store just makes it seem like the most beautiful cinematic background because it's just real and framed perfectly. Mm. And cool stuff with cameras that's just always just part of the star aesthetic. Chunking Express is, is, is just wonderful. Shifting through time and ideas and people that don't quite come together but do come together and it just matters. Everything matters so much in the moment. And it is it is just so good. That's a great film. A great film to see on the big screen, I'd imagine. And mm. We were meant to go see it in December we with were. our friends Vaughn and Moll, and it just didn't happen. Stephen's car blew up, and yeah. I was ill, and oh, not a great yeah. time. But but you saw a couple of new movies I with at did. least our friend uh, at least, Vaughn. At least I don't think Moll saw either of them with you. I did. Um, I did. I flew out to the the these United States of America mm. for a week to see our buddies. Matt, Ben, Vaughn, Moll, and Liv, and I was lucky enough to see a couple of motion pictures while I was out yeah. there. One being the new Fast and Furious movie. Fast. I don't think it's X. Furious. It's, no, it's just Furious. Fast X. It's just Fast X, which yeah. should be called Fast X Part 1 of 3. Um, yeah, two two movies we'll talk about today that definitely are Part 1s, but have not been listed as Part 1s. Um, so Stephen, you've seen the first two Fast, Mir- Fast and Furious I've movies. Three. three. I mean, I believe you were there. I watched the third oh, one. Oh, Tokyo Drift. <laughs> we're counting that as a watching, aren't we? That was more of a, uh, a sort of watching through one eye closed while clutching a, a, another lager beer. 
But yeah, um, um, yeah I've, seen, I, I've seen three. I've seen one fast. I've seen two fast. You need I've to seen see. Fast. You need to see up to maybe five, and then you can jump straight to X. X is a. Um, it's very hard to discuss these quote unquote movies uh, because they are just so in their own ballpark of hmm. they can do whatever they want and well, they'll do everything they want and it just sort of clashes together into this big blockbuster extravaganza mess of, uh, of, of things and pieces and people and ideas. This is a famously troubled production as Justin Lin, who was meant to do Fast X, was fired on yeah. set as Vin, the man Diesel, clutches at power and wants to be in total control. Well, did you and hear his critique of the movie? He, he came out well, and, and of, of, of the finished movie of Fast X as, yes. as we have seen it today. Uh, what, what has he yeah. said? Is He said it's great. His critique is Jason Momoa. Okay, because he, Jason he's, Momoa he's, he's, 100% steals uh, Vin Diesel's thunder, completely mm -hmm. steals the show. He is having a ball on screen. He is very much, I think in my review, I said a cross between Bugs Bunny and Heath Ledger's Joker. <laughs> just an agent of chaos bounding through this Fast and Furious landscape and just turning it into its own, his own. Like, well, Vin Diesel said world. that the, the bad reviews are Jason Momoa's fault for kind of like overwhelming the film with his performance. He. he Jason Momoa is in a different film, as as we said. Uh, I, I guessed it on the "I'm thinking of spoiling things" episode where mm -hmm. Vaughn and I talk about Fast X and then uh, Across the Spider Verse, and I, I said it then. Which one I talk about a bit? He is just in a different movie, but these movies are kind of non-movies to me. They're just sort of. Is his movie better? His movie's great. His movie's fantastic. Okay. This is very much. <laughs> again, maybe everyone else should be in that movie. I, I, so this is like a couple of movies strapped to each other, and it's callbacks mm. and it's references. Fast and it's, it's retcons and it's people are back from the dead nothing matters and everything's up in the air for a 10am screening on a Saturday I was <laughs> I was hooting and hollering throughout that cinema Good. of maybe 8 people Stomp and holler. Uh, just having a fantastic time with probably the the wildest movie I'll see all year is it good can't tell you but it's definitely worth seeing just for some of the absolute like cinematic atrocities it commits in terms of logic yeah. and physics and I, I mean this is a series that has gone to space uh, in, in Fast 9 they go to space so it's like how do we top that how can we possibly ramp that up and you know I won't spoil things but there's some weird stuff in this movie and I enjoyed it and that is my review of Fast X maybe a movie and we're going to get much like Final Fantasy we're going to get part Fast one. X 2 so yeah. we're going to get 10-2 part 2 um, and then part 3 this is a trilogy how Okay, so it's more like Final Fantasy thirteen because there was thirteen, two, and three. How much do you know about Final Fantasy ten two out of interest? Nothing, nothing. I've played so Final I've Fantasy ten two a, a bit. A first few hours of part ten. Of yeah, Final Fantasy ten two um, is is well, it's not really about, but it kind of is. Is about like a a, a girl band. So I'm really hoping that oh. um, Fast X two. Oh, Jason is also Momoa's about, band. Finally. Like pop stars, it's <laughs> like JRPG pop, pop stars. <laughs> J pop, JRPG pop. Yeah. yeah okay. Cool. I, I'd yeah. like to see that. I mean, I said it in my review. Yeah. They can keep making these movies. Like it's just big tentpole nonsense movies, Wait. which I which I associate with like summer blockbusters. JRPM because like revs, revs oh, oh very good uh, yeah, I'm, not, I'm not yeah. a car head okay. which is why I put these yeah, movies you're not off. gearing up for Gran Turismo I'm like a, me I'm not a gear um, head I, I, I very much yeah. uh, marathon the last few Fast and Furious oh, movies I, I hadn't seen which have all blurred into one big 
I did that with Transformers movies. Uh, I, I also have caught up on the Transformers movies, um, ready ready for the, the Rise of the Beasts or whatever it's called. Um, mm. Almost went to see it today, and then I was like, I should probably do some work. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so Fast um, X, and finally, before we leave movies behind, unless Jack's got some, because he might have some as well. Um, I know you've spoken a lot about Spider-Verse already, but I don't have a podcast to talk yeah, about that one. So I would like, I would like to hear your thoughts. I feel like everyone has sort of the same reaction at least yeah, you know, the so. circles that we run in everyone's come out being like that was great it's well, great it's, uh, i mean like it was so difficult going in to try and tailor your expectations because obviously into, yeah. into the spider-verse fantastic movie just absolutely fantastic yes. really changed, recently, still changed the game in terms of high profile animation and what studios yeah. can do in this realm um, so going into this new one, I knew it was going to be a part one because they announced that and then they changed the I'd title. I'd forgotten I was glad that you and others had reminded yeah, me of that Yeah, it is again. very so like, much oh, a yeah. part one. And I could tell in those initial like 40 minutes because a lot of it is Takes time. character development. It is very much just sitting with the characters that we've known from the first film. Uh, we're expanding little relationships and dynamics here. We're introducing some new stuff and then we're going into this new movie and it's like, damn, clock's ticking this is only a two hour whatever movie and once the the spider-verse hq sort of meltdown set piece happens i was like oh that's 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 the big ending of the movie really all the like yeah. like the, i was checking my watch like we've got 20 minutes to like wrap this up and it's not going to get wrapped up um so yeah i think most people's gripes are that it is very much a part one um, and it feels yeah. diluted because of that and after part two comes out i can probably reflect and probably sort of concentrate my ideas on what i really feel about this film a bit more but i as a as an audiovisual experience i think they've upped their their quality in the five oh, yeah, years I, between I, they've they, some of the, mm. the, the the textural stuff and the way that they blend different animation styles and visual styles absolutely i think incredible. is absolutely incredible as a piece of like economic storytelling i think it, it, it misses a couple of beats i think it's a little yeah. lackluster in some of its departments but I as... forget who it was, but someone said there's way more just like, did that happen? Kind of like style yeah, signs. There's, there's a lot of quippy stuff, which you did get a bit of in, the, in, the, in that first movie, but it definitely feels like they've ramped that up a bit. And it is very much, we are cramming the frame with anything and everything we can get a hold of to you know pull references from pull references to even and just characters and you know all these spider-men and here's a joke 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 let's go 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 um and yeah bill ramps up to that conclusion not conclusion cliffhanger Mm, yeah a bit of bathos at the end um yeah i i agree i i i I feel that the opening is just the. I just. We don't need these big part, multi part stories. It can mm-hmm. just be. It's. This is my, I think, continued annoyance with the superhero genre of. It usually works because it's an interesting space for character and conflict, the idea of secret identities mm-hmm. and power, power responsibility, etc. That's really interesting storytelling, but they feel the need to attach the superhero to the stakes of the narrative as opposed to motivating character mm. and i think the opening act of this film is absolutely phenomenal so Gwen, um, Gwen stuff I, think, and... I think and and the first miles act i okay, think yeah. that, that those bits together i think are really really brilliant especially the, the gwen stuff the gwen stuff is but then it very much feels so like now we, now we need to do the movie now we need to, yeah, to do the spider-verse stuff mm. 
it's it's it, for a film that's so confident in its animation i wish it had the confidence to be like we could make the character focused drama that this genre's not properly had yet mm. and then it pulls back to but the entire multiverse got to collapse for very con- contrived reasons and there's about there being like the reasons that reasons. And everyone keeps saying that, oh, and part two is going to show that these complaints are actually part of the plot. I'm like, yes, but part two doesn't exist yet. Yeah, um, that's true. And the, the release model, that's we can treat the film that's here. Yeah, and yeah. I mean, I've got nine I, months to sit on this movie. I'm not going to just pause my thoughts completely for it. Yeah, and I... Did you play Bioshock Infinite? No. <laughs> Go um, on. So the, en- <laughs> the ending of Bioshock Infinite, which I'm going to spoil. Please. Uh, Bioshock Infinite, not a very good game. Um... But the ending is about so the obviously Bioshock One you're in Rapture, Bioshock Two you're in Rapture again, Bioshock Three you're not in Rapture, you're in Columbia you're in, the City you're in the sky. sky. Yes, I remember. And that. and it becomes clear in Bioshock Infinite there are infinite Bioshocks and Bioshock oh. One exists in Bioshock Infinite, blah, blah blah. And it's about there are repeating. It's a multiverse thing. Makes sense. And there's a speech at the end about how there are these things because you realise that you're playing a story that's strangely similar to the first Bioshock in a new location. It talks about how there are these events that always happen. And there's one bit where they say there's always a lighthouse. You're like why there's always a lighthouse every what? single every well, I, single time there's always a lighthouse I, I, I get there's always a lighthouse because you've made three games there's and you've always used a, them three a dead, times a dead police but, officer character that's but, close but that's to the, the thing, thing. And, they just say yeah, there's always a thing and I'm like I don't but it, there doesn't have to be and there's no motivating reason behind that at least Bioshock has like the, the lighthouse as a, as a beacon mm. as, a, as a spatial metaphor at least there's something it's, there it's kind of just like MacGuffin MacGuffin vehicle sort of deus mm. ex machina uh, plot forward machine go maker because I feel like yeah. the, the storytelling in the first film was so economic and it felt yeah. everything felt realized and grounded with origin stories are good <laughs> origin well, stories are good yeah yeah and, and obviously this film has now opened up some other doors when you re-watch that first film there's some other stuff that plays mm. into this wider world so it's not like they just picked up pen after the, uh, the into the spider-verse dropped and they were like right now we need to write a sequel slash continuation it feels yeah. like they've very much had this idea from um from that initial i, I from yeah. the initial film but um yeah, there's just something a little lacking in in across the Spider Verse, um, just I... in the way that it, it propels its narrative and like the character dynamics are a bit. Yeah, just I, I, I don't know. I, it's I, still I... a fantastic film, but like just it's, in, it's by comparison, by comparison, brilliant. like I, I mean, um, it's it's one of the one of the greatest animated movies I've seen in the past past few years. But just yeah, yeah by its own comparison, it's just a little a little diluted. But. And I like mythic storytelling. I like the idea of the things that rhyme. But for for repeated beats and stories, it's interesting. For me, what's interesting. This is a, maybe just a for me thing. Mm. Um, I think Jack agrees, but I'm not saying this is for everybody. But it's it's the ways that ideas expose themselves in different ways that's interesting. Mm. And the visuals are really good at that of being like. And like I like the um uh, Mumbatan. Yes, like that whole the, environment. So oh, that's, that's such a cool idea of let's take. Like Let's take the the core nouns and let's modify them. Mm. Let's shift them. Yeah. Um, let's 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 go into semantics. It's like everything has a synonym. Yeah. And that's where repetitions are interesting. And the core of the story is is not about synonyms. It's about literal it's, repetition. It's the same thing. And that's so not interesting to me. Exactly. Like, this like, one thing will happen. I'm like, no. As it's, soon as it's they like, they brought out the story web. I was like, oh, it doesn't need to all be connected. Like that first film is so much about like freedom of expression and anything can happen, yeah. and like to tie it all down to basically like an algorithmic 
formulaic approach to story beats. second film's going to say that actually it's all made up not real. Don't care. It's the movie. movie, I I paid £8 to sit down in a cinema. I I went, it was half term. I thought it was, I I didn't realise it was half term. So I turned at my 10.30 AA screening thinking I'm going to be the only person here and just absolutely littered with children. So I looked like the weird old Mm. man. I was like, great. Now they're going to hoot and holler throughout the whole of my nice baby Spider-Man movie. Very polite children, very polite crowd. Was had a had a blast with them, uh, and followed. then it got to the right. end, and it was like, uh, what to be continued, and the uproarious yeah. sort of like sighs, and oh my god, the crowd were mad, um, and I was I, yeah. I left knowing knowing that it was going to be part two, and we'll see in nine months' time, I suppose, but yeah, good movie, yeah, little disappointed, um, mm. is what it is, not mad, not mad, disappointed. disappointed. Uh, I yeah. did see two other movies um, recent releases, yeah. but I can't talk about them here yet because we have another podcast called Don't Let the Moturn Cast Get You. Yeah, I wanted to where, just hear a yeah, quick I'll, I'll do take a little, little bit. We'll, we'll do an episode on Boston Johnny in, in the coming weeks, months, because that is readily available. Um, but the first film they played is was the surprise sequel um, yep. to one, one of their movies and it was announced then and there that it was heard she got murdered obviously I knew before so, because I'm a secret insider secret boy heard she... I was about to ask you because I know, I know that Matt knew before because I Matt knew. was you know, yeah, I knew part as well. of the production um, did, did, uh, Farley, are you, are you Farley emailed me and I know all, all the stuff around it as well and there's some stuff I can't reveal yet but it's so interesting and it's so how come Farley emailed you about that? Why Farley emailed me about that? Because I went to the show, Stephen. Because I flew you hundreds of miles. You'll find out and you'll love you'll love this distribution method. But Heard You Got Married is the Twin Peaks return of Charles Roxburgh's filmography. Heard You Got Murdered is the Twin Peaks return of uh, Charles Phil- cool. Charles Roxburgh's cool. filmography. Charles Fillmore. Charles Fillmore. Um, so you know Heard You Got Married. You're very well versed in Heard You Got Married. Yeah, love it. it. it is, Real. What if we did that but completely the opposite? <laughs> it is such a different sequel. No, good God, no. Um, <laughs> it is such a left turn sequel that bring. So Heard You Got, Heard you Got Married was a very sort of um, bit more of a it's somber, legit, bit more right, of a somber yeah. sort of like adult. Some would say mm. uh, Motown movie. And Heard You Got Murdered kind of just like reels it back a bit, you know, has a lot more fun with it, makes it a bit goofier. Um, I, I, I can't remember when it's dropping on like streaming services and stuff. And I'm like sure there's November, a. Oh, I yeah, I can't wait for people to see it because afterwards he put on Boston Johnny and he was like, okay, so as a pre warning to this, the idea for this was I went to Charlie and said, like, what if I just did a voice for an entire movie? And. Charlie was like, well, we'll go for it. And the second you hear Matt Farley talk in Boston Johnny, if you're on side, you'll have some time together. If you are like, what is he doing? He's going to do that for the next hour and 40 minutes. And it's, I think it split the room pretty decisively because it was very, very strange. And I I had no expectations other than it was called, they'd been promoting it on, on Twitter and stuff as their like zaniest comedy, their zaniest, wackiest yeah, movie. Yeah, I, I was listening to Matt Foy's podcast, which I really like, where he mm. just like, just the, the infomercial yes, podcast, yeah, I think yeah. it is. And he's been talking about the new albums, which I've been listening to. I actually yes, really enjoyed yeah, them. Yeah, really, um, um, really, really good. Um, big Heist, Big Heist albums, very, big very good. Heist, yeah. Um, and he was saying that his inspiration was those SNL spin-off movies. 100%. And he was like, what if I made 
uh, like one character that was never on SNL yeah, but yeah, feels yeah. like a it's, sub sub Wayne's world. Literally, it's like a Mike Myers character piece for a character you have no context for. You have not seen. That's interesting. You that's, have not seen. I don't know if I like that. But I that's don't an know. Interesting I don't idea. know if I like it. I still don't know if I like it. I watched it. I laughed in parts. I was confused for a lot of it. And like Matt Vaughn and I left, and we're all like. I don't know about that one. I'm really... Like, a lot of the Motor... I mean, predominantly, I leave a, a first viewing of a Motor movie and be like, they've still got it. They've got the magic. Cool. They're, they're, but they've, yeah. they've tried. They've swung for the fences. They've tried something different. I need you to see it. It is... I do want strange. to watch it. I'm going to wait It is very strange. It's a very strange affected way of speaking that I've never heard anyone speak like. It's, I've listened to clips. It's, oh, you've it's, heard, it's you've something. seen. Yeah, okay, cool. It is He's very played clips in the podcast. A yeah. Adam Sandler, Peter Sellers, Freddie Got Fingered mashup. That I don't know. Maybe this is the the dark horse and the Motown filmography. This is one that's going to have like the cult following. It is absolutely <laughs> wild. The, the cult. This purely the, cult group of movies. The cult. Yeah, exactly. The, the, cult, the, the cult, cult corner the cult in, the, in these movies that like less than yeah. like seven hundred people have ever seen. There's a cult yeah, within the cult. Gosh. But the edge of the edge. It, it's very um, interesting, and you know, there's no, there's no artists working like Matt Farley and Charles Roxburgh and Boston Johnny can prove I that. <laughs> generally, think all the most interesting artists are interesting because they have a misfire usually, sure. or something that's a bit more like because then that that shows that you are reaching and trying. As oh yeah, they're to trying like to grow. They're just not repeating just, yourselves. Yeah, that, that was my is, takeaway from the extravaganza. Was they are they're not they're not just repeating themselves they are they are they are like evolving and developing as yeah. storytellers as like visual artists and as songsmiths and yeah. boston johnny it's a strange one we'll see we'll see what the world thinks of boston johnny soon. yeah i don't watch it i do any other movies today stephen i don't think so i've ever you know i it's i, I watched those parking lot movies <laughs> I watched a lot of westerns, but everyone watches. Yeah, I do. I, I'm a western. I might do. I might do the same. We yeah. might. We might. Yeah, we might. Share we western might. notes. Uh, just it's just like an area of film history that I'm always been. I've always kept it like arms at length, just thinking like I don't know. I'm not really into old dusty movies, and so now I'm like I want to get into old mm. dusty movies, and I've seen like you know the tentpole ones, but I'm I'm digging a little deeper, scratching under the surface, and trying yeah. to trying to find what I like in a western. So that's gonna be my fun little cool. summer project. What stood out so far? Give me give me a western. Uh, my western highlights so far. I watched a movie called Day of Anger. Starring Lee Van Cleef, okay. uh, directed by. R.I.P. Kenneth Anger. <laughs> I'm going to butcher this name. I'm so sorry. Tonino. <laughs> Tonino Valeri. Uh, it's a spaghetti western, and my selling point, my selling, my pitch to you is. Okay, it's I didn't even in the movie, but okay. uh, it's kind it of like a, a while ago. It's kind of like a truncated version of the original Star Wars trilogy. Into yeah. into a spaghetti western. Like a hidden fortress kind of thing. You've got kind of got like a you've got a farm boy who's seeking something else. You've got a, a wise sage old master that comes into the frame. You've got some turmoil and mm -hmm. some troubles. You've got a Jar Jar Ben. He's not in the original trilogy. You've got Salacious. <laughs> oh, so I view the pro I, I view the prequels as the original trilogy because <laughs> oh, they come first. Because they came first. Yeah, um, <laughs> they're prequels. They come first. There's episode one, two, and three. It's 
Lee Van Cleef is such a cool. He's cool. I mean, like a lot of what I get out of westerns is sharp face. Guys are cool. Like these dudes are cool. Like <laughs> when, when, men are cool. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just like grizzly old men. men. Get, I know. I know. Sweaty you're saying, men. Jack. Men get a lot of bad. You know. Men get a lot of bad rap nowadays. You know. Men's rights. You know. Men. Men are good. No. Um, boys. Boys. I like. Whatever that band is that you you enjoy. Day. Boys. I trust. Men's. I. Men. Men's. I trust. Men. I trust. Great band. Um, yeah, yeah, Day of Anger has been my highlight so far as a spaghetti western okay. that kind of packs everything I want in a western into like a, co- a coherent like hour forty five, um, and I've been dipping into some John Ford, um, which I'm like, yeah, I, I like I like some John Ford like Stagecoach and things like that, and I've also been watching a lot of Anthony Mann movies, um, a lot of uh, Jimmy Stewart westerns, which have been been mm-hmm. quite fun. And then I watched like this really grisly. I think it's a, a spaghetti western uh, called Cutthroats Nine, which is probably watch the closest to like proper practical gore effects I've seen in a spaghetti western. There's there's a lot of blood, Ooh. a lot of blood in uh, Cutthroats Nine. Uh, I know mm, I know Calvin and, and Matt are big fans as well, so I had a lot of fun with cool. that one. But I'm just sort of Cutthroats. like, I'm just there's so many westerns. There are unfathomable yeah. amounts of westerns. It was yeah, such it's a genre that killed itself. Absolutely, for yeah. absolutely. Yeah. So I, I, every time I go on like letterbox lists to find something to add to my watch list, I'm like, there's just too many. Which is probably why mm. I put them off for so long because I was like, it's like yeah. dipping your toe in the ocean. There's just too much of it. I'm scared of it. So now I'm just picking up whatever I can find, watching random things on Tubi, YouTube, Criterion, wherever I can find it. I've got some DVDs I need yeah. to go through. Cowboy time, baby. Cool. I watch, I watch Drugstore Cowboy. It's How's that? Is, is that a, a real wild western? Matt Dillon? Yeah. That's a, yeah, Matt Dillon, Gus Van Sant. Um, oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, I like Gus Van Sant. Not, not much to say about it. I liked okay, it. There you go. Cool. All um, right. Well, so that's, that's, that's Movie Corner. Um, report back in a month to see what movies mm. we watch in a month. <laughs> There's a lot coming out. Um, There's so, a lot yeah, coming probably, out. So, what do you want to talk about now? About. You got anything? You got music? You want to talk about? Yeah, let's get some get some music and a couple of a couple of relatively recent albums. I like that Boy Genius album quite a bit. Um, cool. That's it's very very cool. If you like the the assorted um, song song makers there, that it's, it's, it's like a song consistent a consistently very listenable, very good album. I maybe like some of their separate apart stuff more than them together. Cool. But there's some good chorus of voices stuff there. Some of it's really, really cool. It's an easy throw and listen. Um, nice expansion from that EP they did. So yeah, that Boy Genius album called The Album. It's very, very good. But Metallica um, brought out a new <laughs> Finally, album. Finally, something, um, something new, something fresh. A new new up-and-coming band. Yeah. Um, so what's your history with 17... Metallica in general? I I love Metallica. Hell love, yeah. love, 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 love Metallica. Um, they're absolutely fantastic. Um, and but this is my interesting thing. So this is this is Jack and I are old section. <laughs> we're, so we're not that, that old. We're not that old. Okay, you're not that old. Um, we are not that I'm far apart. Section. Okay, go on. Right, how old <laughs> were you? You were in the studio when they were like, recording the Black Album, and you were like, "Guys, no, I think, I think we need it's, to." It's more that technology has changed so much in our lifetimes and oh, most media consumption. Yeah, yeah. I, I talked to my dad about this. Of who was older than me? Um, what? So, um, <laughs> so my dad about this about how you, you used to have to get by and borrowed opinions oh, in God, the past. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because you just had to. Because so when people are out there being like, these attacker albums are good and these ones are bad, and I'm like, well, I'm not going to spend fifteen pounds to By find the, out yeah. if Reload is bad, mm. and if I download it, the drummer will literally sue me. <laughs> now- literally sue me. That's not even a joke. <laughs> God damn. So, so I I had only properly listened to the Metallica albums as they appeared in my life as CDs. Yeah, so sure. 
I, my brother got Kill 'Em All as a birthday present. Um, we then got Master of Puppets. Good. We then got And Justice for All. Good. We then got Ride the Lightning. And then last up, we got the Black Album. Okay, and I listened cool. to those in that order. A lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. And very, very good. And we got SM as well. And SM is a really, really good album. Mm. Um, and I had heard that Load was bad, Roulette was bad, Satanga was terrible. Um, and I hadn't re really listened since that point. Sure. And you just had to kind of like, like, okay, that must be correct because I'm not going to spend money to find out it's not correct. Um, <laughs> yeah. Now in the horrible world of Spotify and whatever, you can just find out. So uh-huh. I now have updated Metallica opinions. Okay, so, finally. Kill Em All still absolutely rules. Kill Em All was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, of the big three, um, Ride the Lightning, Master Puppets, and Injustice for All, I would say Ride the Lightning is probably best. Cool. It's very, very good. Then Master Puppets, mm. then Injustice for All. Black Album is... Definitely weaker than the album's come before it, but it's still it has some absolute bangers on it. Mm. Like it is, it, when it's good, it is so really good. It gets a bit weird at some points, but it's, it is a very good album. Um, and I like the production of those albums. They're murky and like doom laden, and mm. and they're not polished. Yeah. And then they're like, what if we polish it up a little bit? Okay. And, um, That's when it becomes like proper studio metal, where it's very yeah, like load very and reload. bubbly sound. Load and reload are dare I say serendipitously or ironically misfires way um, so there you go um, yeah I like the covers to them because they're literally semen um, that's what? funny they, yeah it's 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 like animal semen I think it's like some bovine contemporary blood. artist Andre Serrano uh, created it with a mix of bovine blood and his own urine there's no there's no semen here there's no semen okay, here okay well there you go I, I thought there you go. it's not quite as gross as I thought it was but again <laughs> it's just it's just reload. gross stuff no Maybe it's because I thought it. Maybe it's because called yeah, a load. I thought that's why. I was call saying. it repiss. Um, God damn it. <laughs> repiss. Piss and repiss. Deepest. Um, yeah, those apps are not very good. Um, and then Saint Anger is absolutely a that's abysmal. that's famous Jesus for having the worst Christ. snare sound in mm, like, like recorded recorded history. Yeah. Which is why some kind of monster is a really interesting film because it's film. people making a terrible album. Oh, is that um, a, is that the documentary? Oh, yeah, Saint Anger. Um, oh, you should probably watch. Yeah. That. You should watch that because mm. you can. It it, you can it of... so makes that album make sense because they just have no idea for what the album should be. They just they should make another album. That's really cool. And you're like that. Actually. This album is so terrible because they're just like we should make another record. Yeah, we should just. We pu- don't really want to. Out. We have yeah. nothing to say. But it's it's that classic thing of they don't seem to like being Metallica, but they hate more <laughs> not being Metallica. Could be Megadeth? No. We cannot be mad. Oh, he's in that briefly. Mustaine oh, appears. In it. And, okay, cool. Yeah, he's in it briefly, and and but that goes well. he's a bad human being, but he makes yeah. you a little bit sad. Um, and I listened to the so the the four most recent albums. I didn't listen to all of one of them. Um, so but, death, hmm. death magnetic was the last one yes. I ever listened to, and that was two thousand and seven. Really eight, good. Eight, I, I remember the single off that being incredible. It's really good. It's too clean sounding. It doesn't have that like doom laden, but it is darkness to it. So I listened to the new one before listening to these other ones, and the new album I was like, I like this, but it doesn't stick in my brain because okay. it's all it's all kind of like it's not all at the same tempo, but it just feels like it. Mm. Every song's like nine minutes long, okay. and it, every song is so many things in being a song. Like I listened to the beginning of Mosh Puppets again. There's some long songs that album, but mm. they're not that long. When they're long, they're that long for a reason, and they mutate. Like Master of Puppets mutates and grows yeah. and finds things within it. Evolves, it. It's not just it? yeah. we're just doing this one riff a lot. And I'm like, this is good because it's Metallica. And then listen to Death Magnetic. I'm like, oh no, these 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 licks are better. These riffs are better. This is this is internally catchier. The new album is good. 
It's just fine. It's okay. like a fine goodness of you can still do this. It's too clean sounding. It's repetitive. It's far too long as an album. The track is far too long, but it's totally fine. Um, Death Magnetic is great. Hardwired is okay. And Lulu. Lulu is that the, the collaboration album? Yeah. Who's that with? Was I... it, um... <laughs> Who was that? Lou with? Reed. Or was it with Lou Reed? I got through maybe a track and I was like, this is absolutely unlistenable. I, I always get that mixed up with metal machine music for the, for the same it reasons. Genuinely unlistenable. People like it. So yeah, um, the new Telegram is, is interesting in that it is uninteresting. Um, <laughs> blandly good. Um, <laughs> yes, but, please. Yeah, fine. Fine, yeah, it's fine, 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 fine. Like, great to walk into town and listen to and be like, and you're like, yeah, it's Metallica. When you're writing, it's good Metallica. You go, no, sure. good Metallica isn't isn't like this. It's properly good. Um, yeah. Okay, so that's the Metallica corner. It's a band I've always dipped my toes into, but I have not been back in many, 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 many moons. They're good. They're good. Yeah, I want to check that out. Check that doc out. I, uh, They're playing at Download this weekend, I think. Oh, but you're at a different festival. Maybe you'll hear them. No, different festival, yeah. From Derby. Yeah, maybe I will. <laughs> All the way from Derby. <laughs> We're from Derby. Donington Park and Download Festival. Yeah. Have you ever been to Download no. Festival? No, I don't no, like to. Me neither. Don't like mud or music. <laughs> or music. I don't like metal. I don't like metal. Good God. No. Ooh. It's too noisy. It's too... Um, I like Lulu. Would you like to talk about some video games? Yeah. I've been playing oh. some games. I've been playing some games, playing? mainly like. Bye, Matt. I go through oh. phases. I'll either not play my Switch for three months on end, or I'll play it every day for two weeks. Yep, Stephen's got his there. I've got mine here. Um, obviously, I was traveling. Uh, I spent a lot of time on air- in airports, in airplanes, and on the floor of airports. So, I picked up a couple of games before I, I jetted off. Yep. One, one being ne- Neon White, because I thought that. I was going to say Nino Kuni. I was like, I don't know what that is. Um, Neon White. It's a Studio Ghibli game. Oh, oh no I have that I have the first one of that didn't like it um, Neon White uh, I picked up a game that didn't have like a quote unquote story like a narrative to it just so I can kind of plug uh, like Express. <laughs> kind of plug in like a podcast or an album and just like grind and speed run through so Neon White is very much like a racing game like a time trial game um where you have to get well, through well Jack because it's a modern video game it's got cards right because it it's a modern video cards, game so therefore yeah. I have cards okay good so you ha- you pick up cards, you discard the cards for extra powers, or you use the cards as guns to defeat the enemies. And the idea is you have to get through a certain course in a certain amount of time and defeat all the enemies. Um, and well done, you, you, you passed, but you didn't quite get the gold medal. Okay, you passed, you didn't quite get the ace silver medal. So yeah, time, time trial, speedrunning, roguelite-y kind of thing. It's for a man who has dipped his toe in the speedrunning world and likes to keep up to date on all the AGDQs and the summer games done quick every year. That man ain't me. Uh, that man is me, and that man is not very good at video games, though. So when he got neon white, no, he was not. like... I don't know if I'm going to be good at this, but hey, if you spend eight hours on an airplane, you find out you can get pretty good at things because it is just trial and error and repetition. Cool. It is learning routes. It is learning like reload systems and when to drop a card and when to jump over the thing. And it's just like propulsively fun. Like I, but here's my problem. I cannot 
listen to the soundtrack or the dialogue and I sk- skip through every cutscene imaginable because I just do not like the aesthetic outside I of the really gameplay. I really liked his last game and his last was game his last was game? like a story thing. Donut County is so good. If oh, you've not played Donut County, you'd really like it. It's 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 Katamari-esque mm. um, where you control you control a sinkhole and you just have to suck everything up into the sinkhole and that's what you do in every level. And it's just like just it's the metaphor is I want the whole world to just be destroyed and sucked down because I'm <laughs> depressed. Everyone else should be depressed. See, um, I couldn't even like a, couldn't even tell you what the thematic read or the, the general narrative through line is of Neon White just because I just don't. I'm here for the gameplay. I'm just sometimes I just download a game just to play the game bit that I want to yeah. play. I don't want to know about the story. I just want to run really fast. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. It is very much yeah, like I, I just want to speed run this as, as as quick as humanly possible, and that's where the like the feedback loop is of just being like oh you could have done this there's a little another route you could have taken this way and it's Mm. endlessly replayable and a lot of fun it's very basic in its construction but i had a lot i love that though that that, that, it does it does i do do want it it does one thing it does one thing really really well so that that's my summing point and it's also got some like light novel jrpg stuff going on i'm just skip 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 new race course let's go i don't want persona i want just just yeah literally i just want to play trials i've played super meat boy so many times that i know all the routes off by heart so it's not as engaging and as fun whereas neon white is a completely new fps mirrors edge almost sort of running game and yeah, had an absolute blast with it. Been playing it's that. Type of game I've, not, like I've not finished is, it yet because I just I kind of like replaying old levels and you know increasing. It looks pretty long as well. Like there's, there's a lot, yeah, of, there's a, a lot of bang for your buck. I got it on sale for maybe like fifteen quid on Switch, and it's good. absolutely great. It looks like a mouse game for me. I was like, I don't know if I'd want to play That's that on those true. I, shitty little. Yeah, I, I'm I'm such a, a diehard Switch gamer these days. I only play on mm. Switch, so I, uh, yeah, very fun, <laughs> very fun. Get it so we can compare times, and then I have to grind further yeah, to get times yeah, better. I, it does it does look cool. I I do as let's say I, I like games where you just you internalize the language of them. You start like speaking mm. the video game. You're like that does that does that does yeah. that does that. That it's it's that thinking with portals. That, yes, that so perfectly. Yes. Like uh, I now speak the language. I'm not good at it because of reflexes. I know exactly. It's what I've, been pl- I've played it so much. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, um, it's like, that's why I like Spelunky so much. Of like, yeah. I am not great at video games, but I got deep into Spelunky yeah, yeah. And, and like can do well on Spelunky because I'm like, I know how this works. As well, like Dark Souls, it's been like, sure. I'm not good at games, but I can internalize <laughs> the systems and just just bust my way through them. And that, that's such a satisfying thing to be speaking the language. It always makes me think of you know the fire swamp part of the Princess Bride. Yeah where it's just like we've done it so many times it's just and this way and this way yeah, and this yeah, way yeah. that's that's, that's how it. i that, feel when you get those yeah like, that's yeah. me in and every and bam. every every uh level of neon white where you'll play it you'll get a gold and you'll play it maybe 15 more times until you're like you've nailed it you can't possibly mm-hmm. beat that time and then you go on the next level and you're like oh what do i do on this one and then you work it out and then you slowly build on your own time and that's the sort of gameplay i i, I was i was seeking for a long haul flight and that that did me justice yeah. so that is ne- um, neon white so Undeadberg, at the beginning of the first Dark Souls game, my cousin and beloved friend of mine, Luke, um, he was playing Dark Souls way after I played it, and he was not very, and he is great at video games. Okay. He's not very good at Dark Souls, and I'm not very good at video games, and that's a, a thing. And he was playing it a bit, and I was like, "Give it to me!" And it was just like, it, <laughs> me, I just, it me. was just like a ninja had taken it. I was just like, "You go here," because I played it so much. I was like, "And backstab, and parry, and backstab, and move, and move." And he was just like, "Bam!" I was like, "Wow!" I was like, "Yeah, I just played a lot of Dark Souls." Yeah, it just um, it becomes a, 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 a second sort of language to you. It just it's like mm. muscle memory. 
almost. Yeah. I speak this. Um, <laughs> like, let me like that was one Switch game. Switch, the controller. Game uh, Switch game two was Hollow Knight, which you have great played. game. And the the reason you stopped playing Hollow Knight is probably the same reason that I have not finished yeah. Hollow Knight. In that I yeah. put it down for like a week or two, and now I've come back to it, and I don't know where I am, I don't know what I'm doing. You can't. <laughs> But those yeah. first like 15, 16 hours I had with that game are like some of the the greatest um, like experiences I've had with a video game in the past like it's five so ten years. I had so so, so, so much fun exploring and dying, <laughs> um, which is like the the sort of Dark Souls feedback loop that you mm. you've trying to been sell me on for a while. I'm getting there. I'm getting to the point mm. where I'm like I could play a Dark Soul. But Hollow Knight was it's on Switch. It, yeah, it is on Switch. The remastered one. But Hollow Knight was a great little two D platform. A slashy Metroidvania. Metroidvania explore very cool like insect buggy aesthetic with yeah, all these different little really power-ups cool. and you can like go one way guy. the map guy's great once you find the map guy it's like oh finally i know where i can i know where i'm going now rather than just going through like dark ditches and t- dark corners and getting burn lost through the ditches and burn through <laughs> the witches so yeah dragula the video the back of my map guy <laughs> hollow night <laughs> um i would like to finish it I don't know if I will be able to finish it, but I would like to pick it up and and run through it some more. But a lot of fun, just sinking several hours, just exploring, and again, failing at one uh, mission or like you know objective, kill this boss, kill this thing, working out and like going to find more things to be able to actually slay this boss or finding a different route and then coming back. It's it's kind of like this open ended thing that does have like. There is a structure to it. There is a, like a way you can mm. go through it to you know solve X, Y, and Z. But you can also just do it in the order that you find it. It's it's very open in that in that sense. And I've had a lot of fun with with Hollow Knight in the past couple of weeks. But maybe I, I'm lost now. <laughs> yeah. Um. So Renfield, bring your own blood. <laughs> talk, talk to me. I haven't. I still haven't seen the movie, and I don't, don't know what the game is. So talk to me. It's better than the movie. Yeah, the movie is bad. Um, so Renfield, bring your own blood is so Renfield is a vampire movie where um, Nicolas Cage stars as a vampire. Um, the coolest thing about Renfield, bring your own blood is in the first level, which is this should also fire up red flags because this is a vampire survivor's like, and I'm like, and you're like, what do you mean the first level? And you're like, yeah, this is this is screen based as opposed to just the open survive of vampire survivors yeah. you go through you clear the enemies from one screen go to the next screen clear the enemies go to one screen then get to a boss um which is i, I do like remakes repetitions sometimes because they make you realize that the thing that is original was making choices the whole time yeah. and was making the right choices and everything in renfield that's different makes you go that's why vampire survivors does something else because mm. everything it does that's different from vampire survivors makes it worse okay. and everything that's good about Renfield is better in Vampire Survivors <laughs> okay, so it is a pointless game to play um, the one cool thing is this first level first environment is the is that Hollywood cemetery where Nicolas Cage has the um, pyramid and the pyramid's in it okay cool that means nothing so that's a cool easter egg that's that pyramid that he, sure. he owns in that in that cemetery it's a good gag um, yeah it's it's a Vampire Survivors like we've talked about this on this podcast before okay. um it's it, the cardinal sin is that it's just so grindy of vampire survivors you have fun and discovering stuff and it's it's wild this the weapons are way less interesting 
it's straight away your starting weapon is just bad and it is directional based. Just get the, the garlic. Way the just isn't. Just get the garlic immediately. Um, get, get, get there the, there get is the nothing garlic. like that. Get the garlic. And, <laughs> and you can't not be Renfield for a long, uh, right. goddamn long time, and he's just like very, very boring. It's my wizard and guy. Feels, my wizard dude. Let's go. Come on. It feels like you just have to just grind and grind and grind for the game to get to the degree of like playable that you want it to be. Yeah, you just yeah. feel underpowered and like, well, this is just. Yeah. It's not like I need to be better. It's that I just need to just grind and grind and grind and grind and grind. And that's why I kind of like bottomed out on it because I was like, I got to the boss and I was like, this boss is way hard. And then I just played it for a long time, died a lot, but then just was slowly leveling up and I was like, oh, now I can just kill the boss. It's just and like a like, waiting this is game, just... isn't it? It's like, you, it, you, will, it, it, you will get there eventually. It's pure grind. It is not necessarily about skill and tactic. It's more duration. <laughs> like, how who can last yeah. you or the game? Who's going to win? <laughs> it's, yeah. I'd, so, Remfield, bring your own blood. It's cheap and it's it's... It's, if you are missing vampire survivors and you know you can't get lost to that again like me then it's 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 still kind of that mm-hmm. um, yeah um, on the vampire tangent I played through the entirety of Arcane's Redfall okay Redfall is a is a game that Microsoft apologised for oh, wow. <laughs> so they came out um, so yeah Phil Spencer is it um, uh, Microsoft uh, Xbox Game Studios fame did this like mere culpa thing of this is below the expectations that we that we, wow. we apologize because it's That's so bad. one it's a bit it's a bit broken in it's it's two it's just not very good but those who are in our discords will know that myself Calvin and Cody kind of got a little bit obsessed with it hooked on <laughs> Redfall for a while Redfall fever. every day we're like this game's bad and the next day we're like actually maybe it's good the next day this game's bad and and it just keeps going so. When Redfall was announced, so it's from Arcane, and I love Arcane. Arcane made Dishonored One, okay, yeah, Dishonored Two, and Prey, mm. um, which are games I absolutely adore. And they did Deathloop, which I did not play, um, but Zebra played that. I have Deathloop. Deathloop. Um, I've played I, a bit of Deathloop. Yeah, it looks it it's, it's, it it's nice. Cool. Um, no, I don't. No, I don't have Deathloop. I don't know what I'm talking about. I have okay. Loop Hero. A lot of loopy games ah, out there. Yeah, it's a different thing that Zebra played. It's a um, different thing that people yeah. like. Yeah, so Arcane, they, you know, these immersive semi things, and they announced Redfall, and it looks like a Left 4 Dead. Mm. Um, and I was like, oh, but I thought you made those kind of games. And then people go to the preview event, and they go, oh, it's not a Left 4 Dead, it's 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 more of like a Borderlands. And you're like, well, okay. okay. And then it comes out, and it's kind of a bit like an Arcane game, and it's kind of a bit like a Borderlands game, and it's kind of, I can see kind of a Left 4 dead thing, mm. but it's the worst <laughs> almost combination of all of those things it's just so you play as a survivor i guess of vampires um and you are in this really nicely designed but completely bland open world mm. um you pick one of four characters and and um Renata Price, formerly of waypoint now of remap um because waypoint closed down sadly but they came back together as remap she put it best where she said, it feels like one character split across four. Oh. So it's it's like you're one, you get a power and you're like, well, this power will be useful with something else. But by itself, it's kind of like, eh. So I had a power and it was like, okay, it's good. I, I can make a robot come out and distract enemies, but that's like, it's not that interesting. And someone else has got different things. And it's, I played it all solo. It's so boring and you keep doing the same thing. But it's kind of like mindlessly very playable in that way, which I do fall into those lulls of sometimes. I liked walking around the world of it, and there are points where I was like, maybe there's something here, and there are bits of design, but it's so soulless and, and empty and like depressingly bland. <laughs> oh, and it's man. got such bro just like just bad, broken design decisions in it. 
the so one persistently annoying thing if you press down on the map to place a waypoint it just places it about an inch above of where you place it like why <laughs> i just why would i want to be an inch above and it's like every time that's kind of very very annoying so when you die you just get sent back to the the nearest like place because it's got this loop of you can go safe houses and it goes, go to the safe house and do the mission. And you get a mission, it's usually the same. Then it goes, then fight the boss, and it's always the same. You're like, okay, just do that. So I just did all those, why not? Um, and when you finish a mission, you then go back to the safe house or the main place to get your experience. But because all the enemies are just like, eh, and there, shooting them feels like a waste of time because it's just using up ammo. And if you keep shooting, you run out of ammo, and they're like, now I'm to buy more ammo. <laughs> so every time I finished a mission, I just stood there until they killed me. Because oh, wow. that would reload me. But and, and when you, that's when you're adopting styles of play that are just that, you're like this is bad. Of like I didn't just sprint for everything. That there is this whole sign mechanic where there's these vampire nests to go into to make part of the world less difficult. And you're like, how about I just don't? How about I just run through these areas, just beat my head against it instead <laughs> because I don't really want to engage with the systems. <laughs> um, Get this over as quick and- as possible. You can pick up loads of stuff, but it's it all just translates into junk, into money straight away. So you're almost like, well, why am I picking up stuff then? Like, I guess it's better than picking up and just selling everything. Yeah. But there's a middle ground there. So in Prey, you picked up loads of craft and you could, like, throw craft and put craft into a gun and, like, launch it at things. Okay. It found a clever way to use that mm. stuff. It's just like, it's funny like it's up a condom, I guess, but it just becomes two euros or whatever. Oh, so okay. Why? Like, just, just, just have it be money then. So yeah, Redfall's not very good. Not very good. Have you played any good games? I don't know, Massive Tentpole, uh, Nintendo games of recent... Is there a new Rabbids oh, game out? I don't know. Is I've there... been playing the, the Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Oh, is that now, out? Jack, Are they making a have second you played one? Breath of the Wild? I have played Breath of the Wild. What do you think of Breath of the Wild? I really like Breath of the Wild. Again, not very good at it. Got stuck at one point. Picked it up again. Yeah. About six months ago and started a new game had a great time with it am i ever gonna finish that game almost certainly not um, what do you like about breath of the wild uh the open world adventure yeah. exploration cool. the climbing Same world, so uh, like i don't like the the weapons durability that got quite annoying um mm. I I like it. I like how you can sort of customize your own experience and do things and approach yeah. things and shrines and things in your own different way. You can add a little personality and flair to your gameplay. It is very much an open world game. Had a lot of fun with it. But if it's an open world game, there's nothing stopping me just going off and doing my own thing for a long time and yeah. forgetting about the actual main point of the game and the stories and the and quests. This, and Tears of the Kingdom is, 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 I would say, even better at that. So it's the same world uh, again, yeah. but it feels completely different. They've, it, they've remixed it, and I actually make, I like that so mm. much. It's just... It's 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 like this resonance of something where everything's like half-remembered. Yeah. So you get these striking moments of being like, oh, I've been, I've here, been here, but, you but it's so... It's rejigged in different ways, and it's also... I played them with Breath of the Wild, but you can play so much of that game and still not see so much of it. Oh, so it, still everything feels so new and so interesting. So recontextualizing the space is a real masterstroke. Um, but in the publicity of this game, they, they really focused on how there is these sky islands, like in Skyward Sword. Yes, yeah. What they didn't talk about is there is an entire world underneath the yes, map. Yes, so that, that's, <laughs> um, what I've, that's what I've learned from this game is they have... 
uh, an upper dimension and now like a lower under earth sort of section. So you have like th- I love three planes to play no on. No one else does. Oh really? No what, one else so likes what, it. Talk to me about me the and, me and bro. Talk love to me about the, the depths. Played, why don't people like the depths and why do you like the depths or whatever? I've they're played called. forty hours of this game. Okay. And more the than reason me. why we started a bit later recording today was because I thought you know what I should have done a story mission, so I did a story mission. Okay, <laughs> so amazing. I I played thirty some hours before I went to a town. Wow. Um, is this just with like the like, new what, mechanics what? and all the the, just, the I'm fusion? I've just been vibing. The... I don't know what I've been doing. Yeah. Just been, that, just, that's just, what I like just, about just... video games, though. That's what I yeah. Like, like I, I haven't mentioned this other one, but like I got a skate simulator game thing, whatever, mm. um, because I they haven't released a skate game in 13 years, and I needed a skate fix. Yeah. And like there's like yeah, there's challenges and missions and stuff, and I've played like 30 hours. I haven't done anything yet. I'm just like vibing. I just love yeah. a vibe game, you know. Don't tell me yeah, what to so do. I'm just walking around, doing stuff, going, "What's over there? I should go that way." I like. I know that what Vaughn did is he went to get all of the towers straight away. Oh, just I'm so like, you can open the map. Do that. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm just like the moment I do that, I I play similar to Cody. I think I've like I like to do, an do the area. tower for yeah. one zone, and then like that. Otherwise, I'm like, oh, I've missed here and come back. So I've just been just hopping around, finding stuff in the wrong order. Yeah. And yeah. the depths I spend a lot of time in because you just keep finding mad stuff down there. And if you, I think it's more if you go there early on because you're so underpowered. Yeah. And it's so dark. And then you find this like massive underground like minecart track and you're like, you just like stick a light to it and go around that way. And then you stumble across a thing you shouldn't have found yet. <laughs> and I found a dragon down there and rode it around for a while. What? And because the underpowered depth exploration was just so cool and interesting. I just spent so much time because it's pitch black, but you can just like brighten it up. And it intersects to the overworld in a really cool way. And it also, it feels entirely pointless in a way that I really like. Of You're not down there to do story stuff. Yeah, it's just, this just exists. You can just go down this there. This is just a place. This it, is just an environment. And it's kind of ugly, and I like that about it. It's just like, it's just like kind of a gross place that's I so detached from the vibe of the video game. And people are doing weird things down there. <laughs> what, are like down down there? there. what are they doing down there? What are they doing I don't know. <laughs> And it's got a different like health mechanic of oh, like okay. there are enemies that take away hearts from you. What? So Don't like you that. can't refill up those hearts. Don't like that. And if you get to one of the like the heart lights, then you get your hearts back. Yeah. They don't okay. fill back. It's 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 that, cool is, that does sound like really it. cool. Yeah, a lot of the criticisms I've heard of the game is it is the, it's the first game again with like a little bit on top. I no, I disagree. I disagree. Oh, really? It's, it's, Interesting. It's, it's, it's a com- it's a complete refiguring like brilliant like. The, the new powers they bring in mm. change the game completely. Yeah. So, gone is the random ability thing. to just make ice or a bomb, which was cool, but just felt like, here's a thing you can do. Mm. So now you can link items to items. Which, is, which and... that's what I've seen, like, the bulk of people doing. It's just making, like, war machines and, like, functioning. You can also recall things, make things go backwards in time, and you wow. can also just ascend through roofs. And yes, yeah. All feel... They, the game feels built around them or you can just bend them to just break and destroy and yeah. it's just it's it's such an expressive space of I'm constantly I'm just doing stupid stuff it's just like a I'm just, like, sandbox, just carrying giant bridges around and being like what if I did this and it just like yeah. it works I'm like I can't believe that worked you walk into a place and it goes clearly you want to do this I'm not going to do that I'm going to do this instead mm. and it just the first game all broke by mistake of like you realise that with the physics you do mad stuff and they feel like they're just like what if we they, built yeah, it around that this time they've very much like taken that on board and like 
designed the game with that in mind. Like no, it no makes one degradation makes sense. No for one, weapons. no one will ever do the the same. Like no one will do a shrine the same way twice. Like no one will. Mm. It's like a snowflake. Every sort of shrine is its own thing now yeah. because everyone's got a very nuanced individual approach to using these mechanics in these shrine formats. I, I think weapon weapon decoration makes I, I which I always was, was like kind of fine with because it made me just keep it made me think just, on the fly in that far keep, two way of being keep, like, like I must up, keep yeah, moving a big number can't over rely. Just when, like, but this broke. builds a mechanic that complements that mm. of you should be constantly fixing things to other things. Yeah, yeah. So you you getting more weapons, you're like, cool, here's another weapon, I'm gonna attach a mine cart to it and hit <laughs> someone in the head with it. And you're like, and you're like oh you can do that? Great. Amazing. So you just you're finding cool stuff. Your crafting, your attachments, the arrows. Some of the interface stuff is really fiddly and should be better. Um, one really annoying thing is, so you build, you can build stuff, but if you reload, none stuff you've built carries over with your save. So you can, you can like build a flying machine and go, I'm going to try it out, but I'll save first. You reload, all that's gone. Oh, what? Does it not like save so it the, the, the way you it? It must be, otherwise the like... switch would explode. It oh, must be because like yeah, it can't a, store all these things. A, a finite um, amount of space to use. I later you get a power that means you can spend a currency to rebuild things you've made that's before. So seen. I think that's the that's way around that. Because but... people have just been like in the middle of yeah. a fight and then just pull, like, <laughs> just pull out like a cannon or something. Like, yeah. Here's what I built Which earlier. Then, then you can do oh, that. And that, that is really, really cool. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. I like the vibe of the world. Yeah more than a breath of the wild okay. because it has that sense of aftermath and afterwards of this is a world that you've had an adventure in you've lived in and everyone kind of remembers you yeah and but doesn't everyone thinks that you're not link because everyone's like oh the swordsman's pretty good and you're just like oh, you there are all these like <laughs> great jokes about like this weird like gender fluid just like cool twink twink guy is just like in all kinds <laughs> of wild outfits with just mine carts and feathers yeah, yeah, and being yeah. like i'm here saving the world or whatever <laughs> everyone's like if only there was a swordsman here you're like that's me <laughs> no it's like, not strange you? man wearing a bridge for a so, hat <laughs> yeah so you're just you're just just wilding and just having Breath just the worst time yeah yeah so you it's, haven't it's, even it's you haven't even really got into the meat of the the story I now or... have done a temple so i did okay, a temple today temple. Um, okay cool and like with Breath of the Wild, I think they're kind of the worst parts of the game. Temple, all of... the shrines and stuff, really. I yeah. No, the shrines like the shrines are cool. Wait, so the temple's temple? like the the divine beast. Variant. Oh, sorry. So... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And it's it's a middle step between a proper dungeon and a shrine. I'm like, I think the third game. Can we have big proper dungeons back again? I do. Mi- I do miss those. Um, Let's see what they. The wind temple was kind of cool, okay. but it just feels like an expanded shrine in a way, and it's. I want a more narrative, large, extended puzzle space. Cool. I want Dark Siders, I guess. You want Dark no, Souls, don't you? Dark Siders. Dark Siders. There's too many games. Dark Side from okay. Zack Snyder's Justice League? I don't know. Yeah, yeah I, I want Dark Side okay. Justice League. But yeah, I'll, I'll, I will check in with how yeah, this game is do. doing again Keep next time. Yeah, please do. updated on um, your Tears of the Kingdom. I'll, that, I'll probably... Um, cool. knowing me buy that game in a year or two when everyone has played it and all the secrets are out so I don't have to yeah. think for myself. Do we have anything else on the agenda today, Stephen? Anything yeah, else you want, so. want to talk about? Some, it's been, some it's been stuff, a, nice, a nice little yeah. catch-up after a, a couple of weeks apart mm. here on the stacks. Yeah. Yeah. Please make sure, if you haven't already, to subscribe and rate the podcast wherever you Please can. Do. You can also go to patreon.com forward slash the stacks on film for some more podcasty goodies and help us help support the show we want to do in, cool stuff in let's any do cool way stuff, possible you can also email into the podcast for listener mail or requests or recommendations things you want to see us cover yeah. in the future that is the stacks on film at gmail.com yeah. and as always Stephen 
don't, don't let the let shivers the shivers beast, beast get you get there's you. a bit of a time delay on these calls we're never going to get it yeah. synced up perfectly yeah, but it's, it's you know it's beautiful it's the it's the thought that counts so mm. we'll see you mm. on the next episode which we'll will be in the time of recording this in the chronology will be a retrospective on the films of monty python so bring your silly hat to next yeah. episode your silliest of all yeah, and yeah. bring some yeah. very terrible views that we're going to completely ignore, Mr. Cleese. Goodbye, God bless, and don't let the well, shivers... We'll criticise them, and then... <laughs> then we'll ignore them, you crazy old yeah. white dude. Yeah, and un- up with Eric Idle. Until then, oh, yeah, we'll get into the Twitter beef next week, but until then, yeah. God bless, good night, and as always, don't good let luck. the shivers... We did that don't bit already, but also, just, just give us money. Patreon.com for us on Star Trek. Yeah. Good night, bye, 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 bye. Come on, what are you spending on? Bob Gowd office. Probably. Bye. Mm. Do that. I left the chat instead of ending my recording. I was like, what am I doing? I'm in autopilot mode. <laughs>